Uh, guys, thank you for inviting me to come tonight. My name is Julie. Um, I am a good friend of Andrew's. I used to work with Andrew in Ashby Boys up the road. I still work there. Whoop, whoop. Um, I am a learning support assistant. That's what I do. I also am very active in the Methodist Church. Um, where I do an awful lot with the kids and singing and stuff like that. What I'm going to talk about tonight is where do I fit in when I don't fit in, okay? Last night, Andrew talked about uh, how we all have baggage and that we need to leave that baggage behind if we're going to go on this journey that God has planned for us. Tonight, I'm going to take us back a wee bit and figure out how we get to that place where we can go on the journey, okay? I'm not going to say my age on the recording. Um, <clears throat> older than a lot of you. Um, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about my journey, uh, just very briefly. I became a Christian when I was 12. Who's two 12 here, anybody? No? Yay! Awesome. I was your age when I became a Christian. Um, I was always brought up in a Christian household with a Christian family who sent me to church in the most horrendous outfits. They used to wearing nice clothes. Um, but instilled in me a love of God and a passion for church. Um, unfortunately, that didn't last when I got to school. Like Andrew, I was bullied quite badly when I was in school. Um, the reason I was bullied in school was because I was too nice. Go figure. Um, I didn't fit in with the norm. I didn't use F in every other word that I said. Um, I didn't say, oh my God, every five minutes. I didn't walk around thinking I was better than everybody else. And because of that, they picked on me. They hit me. They made me cry. Um, I nearly killed myself twice. Didn't work the first time, so I tried again. And it's quite a funny story, actually, because I thought that um, it would work if I am asthmatic, and I thought if I go into the toilet and lock myself away, I use my inhaler lots and lots and lots and lots of times, that'll be it. Nope. I use my inhaler lots and lots and lots and lots of times, and made myself better. <laughs> So the doctor in the hospital thought it was quite funny, and I thought God had a wonderful sense of humor once I realized that what I was doing was pretty stupid. Um, managed to get through school, got to tech, same thing happened. But then, a bit of a turnaround. The girls that were doing the bullying actually noticed that the other girls that were jumping on the bandwagon were taking it a bit too far, and turned around to me one day and said, actually, you know what, James? You're not that bad. You're alright. And they became my best friends in tech. I thought, God, you are a weird, weird person. But you use people in the most amazing way. So, what does that say about me? I wasn't born a size six. I wasn't born um, six foot three. I wish. I wasn't born with gorgeous looks. But I'm extraordinary. Because that's what God made me be. I was sitting last night, I was going to say last week, you know, thinking I was mega organized. Thanks for that, Andrew. Um, I was kind of thinking to myself, how am I going to help talk to these guys about what it's like to fit in? And then I thought, suddenly hit me. I don't fit in even now as an adult. I don't fit in in my work. I don't fit in in my church. I never fit in in school. 
So God, how am I going to talk to these guys about fitting in when I don't fit in? And it's often when I start kicking myself and putting myself down, which I do quite often, guys, because even as an adult, it's still hard. Okay, you still have to fight and you still have to work at things. And I still put myself down and I still don't think God loves me as much as he says he does. But it's at times like that that God gives me an almighty kick up the ass and says, Julie, you tell the kids you don't fit in because you don't fit in. I don't fit in. And it's amazing that I don't fit in. I'm not like everybody else. Thank the Lord, says some people, especially my mum. I don't, okay, I'm not married. So what? Yet. <laughs> okay, I don't go out and get drunk every weekend. I don't care. I still have a good time with my mates when I'm out. I don't need to go out and do drugs and be like everybody else because God made me, me. And it's not about the way you look. And it's not about the way you dress. I'm not saying that you have to go home now and you have to empty your wardrobe and wear the most awful thing that's in your wardrobe, okay? It's okay to get up in the morning and look in the mirror and go, Ew, I need foundation, because I do that in the morning. Trust me, you don't want to do this without it. It's okay to want to look good. It's okay to want to put a bit of makeup on. It's okay to want to do your hair to go out. Guys, this includes you as well. Because <laughs> I do know that some of us spend longer in the bathroom than girls. Isn't that right, Sam? Yeah. It's okay to want to look okay. But it's who you are in here that matters more than who you look like out here. I want to read you something. And then I'm going to play you a song. Just a couple of wee things. First thing is, thank God we don't fit in. If you just don't seem to fit into the world, don't feel so bad about it. You weren't meant to fit in. A couple of other quotes that I have for you. If I can find them. I have a question for you guys. Why are we trying so hard to fit in when we were born to stand out? Shame, this comes under a list of human tragedies. We all want to be extraordinary and we all just want to fit in. Unfortunately, extraordinary people don't fit in. I've got one more for you. And this one's my favourite, if I can find it. Oh yeah, this is my favourite one. Um, I started reading a book recently called The Purpose Driven Life. Um, I started reading it, this is the fourth time I've started reading it. <laughs> I've already started reading it and then got halfway through it and thought, this is so much for me, I cannot finish this. This time I am determined I am going to finish the book. Should it take me till I'm 93, I will finish this book. But in this book, it's all about how I should walk with God and what my life should be like. And there's part of it that talks about how I should not be conforming to what everybody else wants me to conform to. And the guy that wrote it, Rick Warren, says this. Simple sentence. Those who follow the crowd usually get lost in it. Those who follow the crowd usually get lost in it. Now, when we arrived last night, when I arrived last night, I'm not going to ask you to put up your hand, but I can guarantee that when you heard me speak, saw me act like an idiot, um, saw me getting on like a bit of a... Oh. Egypt, for want of a better word, um, you judged me. 
I'm not going to ask you to put your hands up. Yeah, yeah, I did. If you're honest with yourself, you'll say, yeah, I did. When I arrived here last night, I thought, oh, they're all very quiet. Awkwardness. New people syndrome. I did too. We're only human. Okay? And people will come to you and say to you, don't judge me before you know me to do a makeup. Okay? But we judge people. It's natural. But what I'm saying to you is, take a step back from yourself once in a while. And when somebody new comes into the in their room, or somebody new comes into your organisation, or you meet somebody new in school, turn around and don't look them up and down and go, nope, not one the latest gear, won't talk to her, or nope, doesn't have the latest gadget, won't look at him. Take a step back and look at yourself and go, what is this and this say about me? this, contemporary, doesn't matter. God doesn't want us to fit in. That's scary. That is really scary, guys. How do we deal with that? How do we deal with knowing that God does not want us to fit in? I'm going to play you a song by one of my, if it works, <laughs> now, this is where you're going to laugh, because last night I couldn't work the PowerPoint, but tonight these two couldn't work the Mac. I win. <laughs> now, I'm saying that now. <laughs> Where was it again? Right. Where is it again? Right. Okay. Andrew, how did I get it off mute? <laughs> Where's the button for mute? <laughs> it's the button for mute. Okay, I'm going to play you a song by one of my favourite artists. Okay, and I w the lyrics are going to come up on the screen. Read them. Don't just listen to the song and think, I love this song. L read the lyrics on the screen. And I hope this works. If it doesn't, Andrew, you're getting shot.
Okay. I'm going to put it back to a certain bit. There's going to be some interesting noises in this, Andrew, recording. Why is it still doing that? Go away. Read that for a minute. And think about the words. Last night, Andrew, I, Andrew asked at the end of the night um, if anybody had something that they felt was for someone else to come and write it down in a bit of paper he had, and he would read it out. I don't know if he read it out. Did you? You did? Well, I think the comment that I had last, that God gave me last night was for someone tonight. Um, and it was, I'll just remind you, beauty is in the eye of God, not in other people. Now, it's so easy just to talk to girls about what we look like, about how we, how we shouldn't care what we look like, but we forget girls that guys are afraid of this as much as we are. So I'm talking to everybody. Okay? How do I fit in? When I don't fit in, you be, to use the expression of my principle, which I am loath to do, you be the person you were born to be. And you were born extraordinary. Doesn't matter what you look like. Doesn't matter whether you speak right. And I know for a lot of people in this room tonight, that's an issue. Okay? I don't know you, but I'm looking at you all now, and I can tell you here and now in my heart, I know for a lot of people in this room, it's an issue. I don't think I'm beautiful on the outside. I never have. The only gift I ever think I have, the only gift I think that I have is that I can sing. God gave me a voice. And it took me 20 odd years to be able to accept a compliment from somebody. If somebody, if I sang in church, I first sang in church when I was six years old, and my very first song was "Go Tell in the Mountain." And in our church, I don't know if anybody's been to Glenburn, but in our church we have the ugliest pulpit in the universe, and it's this big cement hexagon thing. I don't even know if the hexagon, no my sides are, but I couldn't see over the top of it, so I had to stand in two boxes so that they could see me over the top of it when I was singing, because the minister wanted me to sing in the pulpit. And when I was older, a teenager, like you guys. I was in the praise band in church. Because I love to sing. Love to sing. And if anybody came up to me and said, well done, Jules, sounded good, I would go, not me, oh God. Until one day somebody sat me down and said, Julie, you're praising God. God's not singing. You're singing. God give you a voice. Don't be afraid to use it. And don't be afraid to say thank you when people give you compliments for it. Even now, as an adult, I love to sing. But I am terrified when it comes to standing and talking to people, in front of people. Like, he had a leg easy last night. 
I had my stomach literally in knots. I felt sick before I came tonight. I nearly prayed that God had given me the bug that Aaron has. And then when I got a text message this afternoon to say that Aaron wouldn't be here and I would have to do the whole talk, I thought, dear Lord, you're having a laugh. Because I, I don't think I'm good at this. But God doesn't care. And I only got that two days ago. I don't fit in. I'm not a speaker. I'm not a preacher. But I don't care. Because God made me, me. And God made you guys, individual people, you. Please be yourself. Don't be who people expect you to be. You have to have the latest mobile phone. I don't. I have a smartphone. I love my smartphone. Okay, it's not my phone, but I love it. It makes phone calls. It texts. Sometimes does the internet when it's working. But I love it. I don't care. Because it's me. I'm an idiot. I'm an absolute idiot. When I get in front of kids, I lose control. And I, I'm almost as bad as the children. But I don't care. Because I'm having fun for God. And I'm being me. And I didn't get that until two days ago. When God gave me an almighty kick up the backside. So how do you deal with it, guys, when you don't fit in? You just be yourself. You be who God made you. And you could be the prettiest girl in your class. You'd be the most popular girl in your class. And that's okay. You can still be you. You don't have to look down on people because you're popular. You see, you don't have to look up to anybody because you're not. You just be you. And guys, that goes for you too. Okay? I know guys try to act cool and they hang around in their grips and they think they're you. Like, I have boys who walk in my class and they're like this. <laughs> and I'm like, have you a leg? Because <laughs> they think they're cool. That was cool. Yes, Donna didn't break. Yes. God's amazing. Um, the guys in my school sometimes, you know what they're like. They walk around and they think they're God's gift to women. Really? Um, there's a lot of boys struggle. There's a lot of girls struggle in schools I worked in before. But they hide it behind their persona. They hide it behind their outward appearance. They think, I don't fit in, so i got to act like I fit in. i got to get on like an idiot. I do it because I love it. I don't do it because I'm hiding from something. I do it because I am an idiot. That's just who God made me. Sorry. But some people do it to hide who they really are. The same way some people are really shy and don't talk to people and hide themselves away because they don't think they're good enough, because they don't think they fit in. So what? Who cares? God only wants you to be you. Now I'm going to be honest with you, okay? I have a real strong sense tonight that God is speaking to a lot of people. A lot of people. I also have a real strong sense tonight that people are conflicted about what I'm saying. Come and challenge me at the end. Come and talk to me at the end. If there's something I've said that you don't like or if there's something I've said that you're not sure about, come and talk to me. I don't bite much. Okay? I might bite your hair off. It's not beautiful. Come and ask me. Come and say, Jules, what did you mean by that? 
or is that true? Or but I'm in a school and I'm and I understand this is reality, guys. I understand this is the world we live in. Okay, I'm going to finish in a couple of seconds because Andrew's gone. <laughs> I understand this is reality. Okay, I went to school. I was a teenager once. We were all teenagers once. That was good. A long time ago. I was a teenager once. I never fit in. And it wasn't until now that I realized I didn't have to. If I'd realized that when I was your age, maybe my life would have been a whole lot easier in school. Because I see people who are confident in their faith and who are who are more confident in their faith than I am. And they don't care about things. And I think, I wish I could be like that. And then God gives me a slap around the back of the head and goes, why? When you're you and I made you, you. So if you're thinking about things tonight, guys, if there's anything at all that's been eating away at you this past couple of weeks, and I know there is, okay? So don't sit down and go, yeah, whatever. Uh-huh. Because God tells me things. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm scaring the children. Um, no, I'm not you. I'm just, I was just being an American, whatever. Because um, I have a 12, a 13-year-old sister who's like, at the minute, so it's everything's, everything's whatever. Um, don't be afraid. If you don't want to talk to me tonight, there's people here that you know very well. Okay, we have a couple of ladies at the back from the prayer team. You are lovely. Really lovely. We're more than happy to pray with you. Okay? Your youth pastor's over there. God love you. <laughs> no, he is amazing. Do you know what, guys? You're very lucky to have him because he is amazing. Um, and what he said last night, I don't know about you, but what he said last night hit me. Hit me. I don't know whether it hit you, but it hit me last night. And um, you have lots of people here who you know, okay? Talk to them. Ask them to pray with you. What I'm going to ask you to do now is, we're all wonderful, wonderful people. So when do we get afraid to be who we are, to be who God wants us to be? So if we want God to take us on that journey, we have to stop trying to fit in. Because who cares? God just made you, you. Okay? And that's not easy to grasp. And I'm not saying you're going to go out here and go, Whoa, I'm super confident in me. Okay? You're going to have issues. Okay? You're going to, you're going to have fallouts with your friends. You're going to have days where you get up and look in the mirror and go, Oh, what did you make? Because trust me, that's me every day. <laughs> You're going to have dying days where you're feeling really blue about yourself and thinking, I don't like myself. That's when God comes and just taps you on the shoulder and says, but do you know what? I love you. And I need you, you. Next door, there's a prayer room. Okay? I'm going to ask you to step out of your comfort zone. I want to ask you to be you. Okay? I don't know if you guys are used to using a prayer room, if you've used a prayer room before, whether you're just used to using prayer stations. I don't know how Andrew works. But a prayer room is somewhere that you can go and talk to God, be with your friends, pray with your friends, pray on your own, um, just go in and do one of the stations, make use of one of the stations, and then come out again. Okay? It's not somewhere, it's somewhere that you're safe. Okay, you're safe in here because you're with us and you're with God. But it's also somewhere where you're safe. To pray out loud, to cry, 
okay? To be on your own, to be with your friends, to make contact with God. I want to encourage you now for that, well, for about the next 10, 10 minutes or so. Um, we're just going to stick on some music. And you can stay here, but I really want to encourage you to go next door and explore the prayer room, okay? Everybody here is here for you guys. And if you want us to pray with you at any stage, we will. All you have to do is ask. We're not going to go, no. Because that would be rude. And we're not rude. Go and use it. For the next whatever. Okay? So that at least for the next ten minutes, I want us to spend some time with God. I want you and God to spend some time together. Okay? And I really want you to take that seriously. If you want to spend that time quietly next door, go. If you want to spend that in here, talking to us, praying with us, feel free. Okay? I want it between you and God. And then, when people start to drift back in, that'll be us. And Sam will come and do some more worship then, after about 10 minutes or so, 10, 15 minutes or so. And then we'll finish. Okay? But if I want you to take one thing away from tonight. Tonight's title was, How do I fit in when I don't fit in? Does it matter? If you don't fit in. As long as you love God, and you know that God has your back, no matter what you do. God made you exactly who he wanted you to be. If he wanted me to be six foot two, I would be six foot two. That's why I dream. He made me exactly the way he wanted me. Quirks and all. He made you extraordinary. Let's pray. God, I look around the room and I see so many hearts. I see so many young people, God, with issues, with their looks, with their weight, with their height, with their clothes, with their friends. God, you know what's going on inside their hearts and their minds. God, I pray that they won't feel trapped, that they won't feel that everything that's inside has to stay inside that they can hand it to you. As Andrew said last night, God, they can leave their baggage so they can continue on their journey. God, I pray that you would give them the kick up the backside that you gave me, that they would realize that they don't have to fit in. And to deal with that, all they have to do is realize you're there. You love them. You love us. You made us exactly the way we're meant to be. God, I can't say that any more than five times because it's going to get repetitive. But I pray now, God, that you will hammer that home in our hearts. God, I pray you'll open your floodgates tonight that we'll let let your Holy Spirit come in and do business with us tonight. I pray you won't be afraid to open up talk, to pray, to cry, to scream, to shout, to write down, to just be silent. And we'll do it because we're individuals, because we're who we're meant to be. I mean...